Shall we please have a word of prayer? Our dear Lord, we thank you and we honor you for this evening and for this opportunity to share your word. Father, my prayer tonight is that dear Lord, grant me the utterance. Speak through me, O Lord, tonight. May I declare nothing but your word. Empty me of every self and fill me with your spirit and your word. May you touch our hearts, O Lord, tonight, even as your word comes forth. Let your presence be with us. Let your spirit be with us throughout this meeting. And may your name be glorified. Father, I thank you. And I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight we are reflecting on the topic taking up your cross daily. Taking up your cross daily. I believe that as children of God, as believers, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, His blood that is shed for us, and the cross provision that He made for us, are the critical weapons that we have and that no other faith or religion has. If only we can declare and proclaim his name, call on the blood to speak for us and take up our cross, we shall be victorious in our walk on this earth. And as we do so, our God shall be glorified. And tonight, one may ask, why is the Lord saying we should take up our cross daily? One would have thought that on the cross he said, it is finished. But in the wisdom of the God Almighty that we serve, He says there is a cross for you and I to be taken daily. Daily. And for me, I see it as a personal responsibility that our Lord Jesus Christ is placing on each one of us. Many of us walk this faith as if somebody has to do it for us. But that cross, that cross, I'm the only one who can pick up my cross. You are the only one who can pick up your cross. And until and unless we are ready to pick it up, we will not see the victory coming our way. Tonight, I believe that this topic is one of the topics that each one of us should truly, even after this gathering, be reflecting and going over it over and over again. Because there is a cross to be lifted up. No matter how rugged the cross may look like, that is mine, that is yours. But it must be picked up. And that is the only way we can see victory. And even as we look back, even in the Old Testament, in Numbers chapter 21, Numbers chapter 21, verse 5 to 9, we're looking at this topic from the Old Testament. When you are being bitten by a snake, in our human sense, 
For us as man, as a human being, I believe all that we want to tell God is that, why don't you take this snake from my presence? But that is not the wisdom of God. So he said, and the people speak against God and against Moses. Wherever have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathed this light bread. And the Lord sent fairy serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord. And against thee, pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. But what was the response? And the Lord said to Moses, Make thee a fairy serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh it, shall live. When a snake, when we have been ambushed by snakes, and there is a cry and saying that we have sinned, in my human mind, in your human mind, the logical thing is that, Lord, take away these snakes from our midst. And that should settle the matter. But in the wisdom of God, and I think that is where many of us are not able to walk with God. In the wisdom of God, the snakes shall remain with us. But he made provision. That provision is that look up. And as you look at that same serpent, that same serpent which is about to bite you, when you look at it, you shall live. That is the wisdom of God. And I think that even from the Old Testament, that is why God in His wisdom, He didn't take away the serpents from their midst. But it says, look at that serpent which is on the pole. And as you look at it, if you have been bitten, you shall live. In the same way, in our dispensation, I'm sure we would have said, if Christ says it is finished, why doesn't he leave us to walk freely? Free. Because there is liberty. But what we should recognize is that we are still in this flesh. On the cross, after Christ had finished, He didn't take this flesh from us. We are still living in this flesh and we must deal with it. But thank God He has made provision for dealing with it. We are still living in this world. You may shut yourself up in your room. You say you are not going out, but the world is in your room. But God in his wisdom says, I have made the provision for you. Even in your room. If only you will look up to Jesus Christ. If only while you are in your room, you will be conscious of the fact that there is a cross provision made for you. You will walk victoriously. Again, in this same dispensation, there is the flesh, there is the world, and the devil has not been taken away from us. He has been dethroned. And according to the plan of God, a time is to come. He will be bound for a thousand years. Then he will be released. Then again, the final matter will be determined. But until then, he has only been dethroned. 
But God said, I have made provision for you. If only you will look at the cross. Whether it is the flesh, whether it is the world, whether it is the devil, so long as you can pick up your cross, you will survive. As you pick up the cross, daily, you can make it. That is all the answer to it. So God has made the provision for us. And that is why we cannot be passive believers. The time has come for each one of us to rise up and take up the weapons and the answers that God has given to us. The provision has been made. The provision is so simple. Just take up your cross daily and you will make it. So in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to I believe 27, Christ himself said, and he said to them all, it is to all of us, Christ has spoken to all of us. If any man will come after me, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Verse 24, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Let's go back to the verse 23. He said to them all, If any man will come after me, I don't know what our goal and objective is. Do we want to come after our Lord Jesus Christ? Or we just want to be in the body of Christ and just be numbered amongst them? Or we want to make a decision that we want to come after him? What the Lord Jesus Christ is saying that if truly you have purpose in your heart to come after him and to be his follower, first and foremost, you must make up your mind to deny yourself. Unfortunately, it is the biggest task for most of us. Because what most of us are doing is that we are spending all the time to project the self. We are doing everything to make the self important. We are making everything to project ourselves. We are making everything to make everybody know that we are alive. We are making everything to make everyone know that we are dead. And in fact, everybody should recognize us. But Jesus is saying, deny yourself. And this should be daily. Every day. Every day you and I should be ready to deny ourselves. If we are not ready to deny ourselves, we cannot come after our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul showed us the example. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 3. Philippians chapter 3 verse 3. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh but brethren for a lot of us. We are full of the confidence that we have in this flesh to such an extent that even if we are being addressed and somebody dares make a mistake and we are not addressed properly, we will address that person very well <laughs> and let them know where we stand. If you are conscious of that confidence in your flesh, then you are not ready to walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Because the next verse says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he have whereof he might trust in the flesh, I have more. Sometimes, even for some of us, the little education, people must recognize us. But Paul is saying, I have more. Somebody's little education must be recognized. But the one who has more says, I am not ready to boast in my flesh. Are you ready to follow our Lord Jesus Christ? Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews, and as touching the law, a Pharisee. I'm sure many of us may not have this pedigree. But Paul said these things doesn't matter. In the verse 6, zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is the law, blameless. Verse 7, and by what things were gained to me, those are counted for a loss. If you are ready to follow Christ, all of these things, they don't matter. They don't matter. Unless we can become like Paul, we cannot win Christ. But tonight I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about picking up your cross daily. Somebody will ask, why every day? Because every day we are being confronted with issues. Every day we are being confronted with issues. And I'm sure for those of you who have done accounting, there is something you bring forward. But in this work, in this work with God, we don't carry it in for the following morning. Everything must be dealt with the very day. Some even wait. To the end of year when you are doing your balancing and then your liabilities are declared at the end of the year and then you make a resolution but the scripture says it should be daily we are not carrying anything forward to the next morning the issues of sin the issues of the world the issues of the devil must be dealt with daily we don't carry anything over in fact if you attempt to carry them, you will be overwhelmed and it come to a point and say, I don't even know what to do. But I believe that as Christ has told us, carry your cross what? Daily. And daily doesn't take much. For how long have we been in Christ? I'm sure for some five years, ten years, twenty, even if it's forty, fifty years. Enoch walked with God for three hundred years. Who here has been there? And we've been in Christ for five years and we think it's too much. 300 years a man walked with God. How many years have we walked with God? I was in my own count just about 30 years. I haven't gone anywhere. Just about, is it 10% of why he knocked it? And we say we are tired. We say we are tired. So when we say a daily walk with Christ, it is too much. But if you don't take up your cross daily, you will not see this victory that our Lord Jesus Christ fought for us. He has fought for us. It is finished. It is for you and I to pick up the cross. For some, we are even ashamed of the cross. We think it's an old, ragged cross. But in that old, ragged cross, that is where your victory will come through. That old one, you know, the problem with the modern day Christianity is that we have become too fashionable. And we want to bring the fashion onto the cross. There is no fashion in the cross. 
is that same old cross that our Lord Jesus Christ went on. If only you can take that same cross. If only you are not ashamed of that cross, you will walk in victory in this world. You walk in victory in this world. Are you ready to pick up our cross daily? And it is daily. Daily. Is it because even as you sit in your room, as you pick your phone, the world is in your hands. And these days, the things that you want to buy, people sit in their rooms, you order them, you pay for them online. They press the door, they deliver it. So the world is in your palm. <laughs> so right in your room, you should begin to take the cross. You know, gone were the days, you know, sometimes when you go past the streets, you see some of these billboards. These days you may not go by the streets and see the billboards, but in your room, you have to pick up your cross. That is the only way you can follow the Lord. And I'm fair, let's go back to the look here. We are still, and say, deny himself and pick up your cross. The most dangerous thing confronting many believers, if we that, we said, we've done a lot. Then we start saying, we used to do dumb brokers. I used to fast and pray. I used to read the Bible daily. I used to use the Bible as my, if you begin to be saying certain things, then you are walking a dangerous path. In this work, there is no use to. We are still working. It's because I've come to realize that some people have got to the point and they think that and because they've crossed over from the spirituality to the carnality. And, and it is there. Some have been bishops and they've got to a point that Bishop say Yenyaman Kalano. Obitimidu moderators Yenyaman Kalano. So he ends up in a shrine. Because Yenyaman Kalano. But this thing should be daily. Until we close our eyes, or the Lord says we have been recalled as ambassadors to come home, we need to pick up our cross daily. If you dare make a mistake and think that you are on retirement in your work of Christ, Carnality will take over. You will become like that carnal person. So this issue of taking up the cross, whether we are growing into our 70s and 80s, whether we cannot read well and we need a magnifying glass, we must guess it so that we can take up our cross daily. Because there is no end in sight in taking up our cross. We must take up this cross daily. Until the Lord says, come home. Because if you don't do that, I know by experience, people who have gone there and said they have done enough. So, yejama mkwalaanu. Na enyama formasi. So when you say, take up your cross daily, it is a serious matter, brethren. Until the Lord calls us, from morning to evening, take up your cross. Take up your cross. And for the world system, let's go to the next verse. Verse 24. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And for whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. In the verse 25, it says, for what is a man advantage if he gained the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? The Lord knew why he said we should take our cross daily. Because the world is changing fast. And every day, if we don't take up our cross, issues of this world will overrun us. 
And when we are talking about the world, brethren, we need to be mindful of how deep and the dimensions of this world is and how it wants to overcome us. We are talking about the world as a system that has been set up to oppose God. You know, when you talk about where people think we are just talking about some fashion, you know, some flashy cars, that, that is not the matter. We are talking about a well-organized system set up primarily to oppose God. To oppose everything that God has set for man. Right from Genesis chapter 3, that world system with the prince of the devil is still sitting on that throne. And that is the system that today has come to where we are. That system says, don't look at God. He even says, look at man himself. That system, which God it bases from that knowledge of truth, that knowledge of tree, uh, the tree of the evil and good, in Genesis chapter 27, it is that knowledge that has brought us where we are today. That knowledge runs counter to divine revelation. That knowledge runs counter to the truth in the word of God. It is that knowledge that today says, talks about human rights. But God's knowledge talks about righteousness. Sometimes I pity some of us. Schooling is good. We've all been to school before. But brethren, Let's be careful about too much learning. Because that knowledge came from Genesis chapter, let's go Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. Which God said, don't touch that tree. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that is what they ate. That knowledge that people ate, that is what today, it's out of that knowledge that today people talk about human rights. Unfortunately, some of those people who are still talking about it have been to some of the best universities in the world. You know, sometimes when I look at the kind of knowledge proceeding out of this, maybe some Ethiopia, because it is frightening when we talk about this. Ivy universities, Columbia, Yale, they are nice, but the one she you end up in hell. It is good. Auntie Irene, it is good. PhD. But I am beginning to be fearful of knowledge. You know, these 18 professors or whoever who are, say, they've been speaking for this gay thing, about 9 to 10 of them happen to be people who taught me. I sat with them, and I'm not talking about the N2 political of 200 students. Some were teaching assistants who were a class of 10 people and I sat under their feet. And I learned from them. But what has made the difference is that there is a cross. There is a cross that I have looked at. Otherwise I would have been talking about human rights. But because I have looked and picked my cross, I can talk about the righteousness of the almighty God. That is the only difference. Some of them, I sat with them for two years. They taught me but what they taught me, I only made my grace. And since leaving Legon, I have left them there. Students, when you finish, whether it's MA or PhD, when you finish, put the book there. If it gives you small income and you finish, you are finished. But for your life and your work with cross, for your life and your work with our Lord Jesus Christ, it is about righteousness. That knowledge we learned were fans of Karl Marx. This day we've been to university first year. Karl Marx, we were mad, crazy. Karl Marx was the man who said he would oppose God. And he was the man that we learned in first year university and we were happy to learn on him. But thank God I left them at those gates at Legon. And now I have seen that there's a cross to be picked up. And that cross, no matter the weight, even if it weigh me down, I'm prepared to carry it daily. Because that world system, and when we talk about the world system, 
People think it's some people who are unbelievers. Today, as we speak, this week, the Anglican Church in the UK is warning our Anglican Church in Ghana. Because those Anglican bishops have not picked up their cross. If they have picked up their cross, they won't warn them. And they said they will expel the Anglican Church in Ghana. They should do it quickly. And the Church of England is also warning our bishops. Again, they have not picked up their cross. Because how can you be a bishop and don't see anything wrong with this LGBT, which they keep on adding alphabets and names and things to it? The word of God has still been the same ever since the word of God came forth. But LG is changing, B is coming, T is coming, peculiar is coming, something, something is coming. But if you pick up your cross, it is still the same. The word of God is pure. The word of so when we are talking about the world system, it is, we are talking we think some politics, even right in the church, because the global Anglican church is the church. Church of England is a church, but they are part of the world system. But if you don't pick up your cross, if you don't pick up your cross, you'll be like them. Brethren, this issue of taking up our cross is not a small matter. It is not a small matter. You either make the decision to pick up your cross or you'll be overrun by it. And what should be our attitude? We should be picking up our cross daily. As we pick up our cross daily, we shall be men and women who will encounter God at Bethel. As we pick up our cross daily, we'll be men and women who can go with the Lord to Mount Carmel. will not remain in the valley. As we pick up our cross daily, we shall be on the Mount of Pisgah. Because we'd have been serious believers. And the word of God would have been something that would have excited us. So the Lord Jesus Christ said in John 14, The devil is coming, but he has no portion in me. Brethren, if you don't pick up your cross daily, as the devil comes, you might think there's a certain portion you must go for. But my prayer to all of us tonight is that it is a daily matter. Daily matter. Because if you don't do that, you'll be overrun by the things of this world. What are we talking about this world that I need to pick up my cross daily? The world is presenting a system that it presents us with things that are appealing. So we do not even see the invisible God. All we see are the attractive things. But as you pick up the cross daily, you'll be able to discern that there is a God to be seen. It obs- the world system obscures us and it introduces certain values. Unfortunately, those worldly values have entered the church. In our own land, I see on some social media platforms where they have listed the richest pastors in Ghana. This is madness of the highest order. Christ became poor so that we can become what? Rich. But we have decided to become rich and we are displaying our wealth because we have not picked up our cross. Where is the competition to know whether I'm rich or I'm poor? Where, where is it coming from? It's simply because the cross has been put somewhere. And I think here the church is the biggest corporate. Because we don't talk about the cross. We don't talk about the blood. Christ told us to raise disciples. How many churches raise disciples? The church all over our nation, the world, has become another organization. 
And we are interested in managing organizations and feeling comfortable. We don't dare talk about the cross. But that is the central thing. What makes you a Christian if you are ashamed of the cross and you cannot take up your cross daily? What makes you a Christian? Is it because you have a Christian name? The serious Christians are the churches that ought to be talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. Talking about the cross daily and talking about the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the cross has become like a don't touch me soap for some churches. We don't want to touch it. Because we've made the Christian faith to be something like a comfortable thing. Just come in and count your blessings. But what kind of blessing it is if you don't know Christ? You call this a blessing? When all you have is houses and cars without knowing Christ, without picking up your cross daily. But the church has become docile. When Christ says we should pick up our cross daily, we don't even talk about it. Because people are ashamed to talk about the cross. It's a wake-up call for all of us. The time has come for true believers to be serious in our work with God. To take up our cross and to follow Him. And we need to help, if we really want to help the flock, the congregation and all of us, is to challenge all of us to pick up our cross. Is otherwise, we have a great disservice to the body of Christ. If we don't encourage and teach people to pick up their cross and know that that is the real thing. It is the real thing. If people have not been connected to it, what are we doing? May the Lord touch all of us and know that the time is now. The deviation from the centrality of the cross in our Lord Jesus Christ is too wide. We keep on deviating. We keep on departing from this central truth. But we need to get back to this central truth. Hallelujah. Now, what are some of the steps that we can take to take up our cross daily? I want to quickly look at the how. Quickly, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31 to 34. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31 to 34. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I die daily. No wonder Paul could make it. And at the time of his departure, he could say that I have finished my race. Because he purposed to die daily. So each one of us must purpose to die daily. There is the sin, there is the word for us to deal with. And we know sometimes this sin in the flesh has become an embarrassment. It is disgracing us, but we don't give up. Some of us even celebrate it. But Paul said, I will die daily to sin. Verse 32. If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantages me if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Many of us are just eating and drinking. They are saying tomorrow we are dying. We are not dying until your cross has been picked up daily. Otherwise, we are not ready to go. Next verse. Don't be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Verse 34. And this is the matter for me. We must be awake to righteousness and sin not. 
For some have not the knowledge of God. If you don't have the knowledge of God, you cannot pick up your cross daily. But it has come to a point some even question our Christianity. Some even can say, but are you even a Christian? Because we are not picking up our cross. But if there is the knowledge of God, you will know that there is a cross to be picked up. So the first point is that let's be like Paul, be determined to die daily and have a knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and then you will flow with it. Hallelujah. The second point is that daily I must reckon that I am dead to sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 11. I must, dis- I must say and proclaim it and to declare it without shame that I am dead to sin. I am unresponsive to sin daily. And reckoning means you, you, you must know that, look, this is where I stand. I have, I have decided in my life that I am dead to sin. And I will not be a partaker of sin. So daily, even as you step out from the road, like I said, the sin is already coming into the room. But even as you step out, the world system is said that you may be provoked. But whether there is provocation or whatever it is, if you reckon that you are dead to sin, no matter what happens to you, they will insult you but you haven't heard it. A driver will cross you on the road. You will not retort back. Some of us may be in our suits, but let somebody cross you. Whether you are in suits, a carving, client suit, or whatever it is, the language that will come will show that you are not picking up your cross. But I must reckon that I am dead to sin, but alive to God. And so daily, right from the time that we get up from bed in your room, before you step out, you are making your proclamations. I'm making my declarations. I am declaring that, Father, even as you're giving me life this morning, as I step out there, help me, Lord. Let me not respond to any provocation. Is it because the man that you are meeting in the street, he will provoke you. But somebody should bow and somebody should stand for God. You may be provoked, but reckon to yourself that no matter the provocation, I won't utter a word. That is the man who has decided to take up his cross daily. Thirdly, declare daily that your provision will come from the Lord. Your provision daily. Let's be people of faith and knowing that because of the cross, our daily provision will come through. I, what you need to understand is that you need the Holy Spirit. To guide you daily. And Ephesians 4.30 will tell you that as, 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 as you walk in bitterness, in strife and in confusion, you grieve the Holy Spirit. Meanwhile, you and I need the Holy Spirit daily to give us instruction, to give us direction. So daily, if you have determined to walk with Him, purpose that I will not grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I know that every second, every moment, it is him who is giving me directions. And because of that reason, I will not do anything to grieve him for him to leave me. So I pick up my cross daily, and as I step forward, no matter what will happen, because there's a cross to be picked up daily. The fifth point, or the fourth point is that, Decide to manifest the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, you have to be intentional. Because nobody will do it for you. And that's the reason why on a daily basis, I must decide 
in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, I must decide that I would want Christ to be magnified in this body. And there is no shame. I mean, Christ has said that, look, if only we make ourselves available, He will fill us with His life. He will take His abode in us. His spirit will be in us. And for me, these are more valuable things. That if Christ says, He will fill me and live with me, I give this body to Him to fill me. I am proud. And not to boast in the flesh, but to boast that indeed I have offered this body to the Lord Jesus Christ on a daily basis. And because I have given this body to Him, that spirit's life is in me. And because that spirit's life is in me, my actions, my thoughts, everything are directed by Him. And that is an individual who has decided to take up his cross daily. So every day say, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. So he says, and according to my endless expectation and my hope that in nothing shall I be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. And if Christ is magnified in my body, when this body is coming through, the actions of Christ will come through this body. That is when then truly in Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, in the life that Christ has magnified this body, in Philippians chapter 2, it is that body that you have picked up daily. It is that body that God will work in it daily. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Because you would have surrendered this life. I would have surrendered this body to our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he will fill in with his spirit. Fill in with his life. And as he does that, what I speak, what I do, my thoughts are not my own thoughts. But because on a daily basis, I say, Lord, today, I look at this area of my life and I see that, look, I can do better. This part of my life, I can do better. I'm saying to myself, sometimes the level of impatience, so Lord, help me to deal with it. That is the cross I'm holding. Let me slow down. The impatience must be dealt with. If only this cross, I will pick it up daily. Yours may be anger. Yours may be a quarrel. Yours may be resentments. Some cannot even love. Yours may be hatred. But if you pick up the cross daily, and the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty is working through you, that love of God that He showed towards us will begin to work in you. And then no matter who that person is, you know, sometimes we used to say, ordinary this, ordinary this, ordinary this, that ordinary person, if you pick up your cross daily, you'll be able to love that ordinary person. Because God will be working through you. And there will be no class. There will be no difference. You can love all men and all women who will come your way. Because you would have picked up your cross. And every man is the soul that God would have touched. Especially the believers. Brethren, Christ said it is finished. But he also told us in his wisdom, we are still in this flesh. And this flesh is troublesome. For some of us, even the food. I mean, sometimes, if I eat a bowl of kenke and I say that I will sleep, that is this flesh for you. To put me to sleep. <laughs> that is this flesh for you. It can be troublesome, even over food. 
We are still in this world. We haven't gone yet. And this world is full of sin. I mean, if Anglican bishops can tell you that support gay, then you know the kind of world in which we are. And honestly, I'm believing that we are almost close to the end of the age. Is it because at a time in Genesis chapter 6, when the sons of God had a fear with the doctors of men, that is when God destroyed the world. And then in Sodom and Gomorrah, when this thing happened, God came down. And if we are coming to the point where that is what we want to do now, I can see that the time is truly near. And this is the time not to abandon your cross. This is the time, more than ever, not to abandon the cross. Because the world is full of deception. The world is full of deception. If only you and I can pick up our cross daily, we'll walk in victory. We'll be overcomers. We can overcome sin. We can overcome this one. No matter what is presented to us in the world, we'll be overcomers. We can overcome the devil. Because by the power of the blood, by the cross, when we just look at it, I remember there was one meeting that I attended. They were casting out, I think, an evil spirit. He said, don't mention that red thing. That is the blood of Jesus Christ. So the devil even knows that there is power in it. There is power on this cross, but we ourselves, we don't know. The devil knows what God has given to us. If only you and I will rise up and pick up your cross, you shall be victorious. Don't allow yourself to be defeated by sin and the devil. The provision has been made. The cross may be ragged, but that is where you see your victory. Don't be blinded by this world system where everything shall be making, has been made flashy and fashionable. That old ragged cross, that old path will bring you victory. Tonight, would you like to just which, which, I think we should even just thank God that He even gave us this provision. You see, because we don't even know what we have. He has given us what will make it possible for us to overcome this world, overcome sin. But we are not activating it, we are not putting it to use, and we are still fighting. We are still fighting with sin. We are still struggling with sin. But the provision has been made. If only we will rise up and say, this is my cross. And this one, nobody can do it for any other person. Because I know the issues I am dealing with. I know the issues that bring me shame and disgrace. That's what the devil does. He will make you misbehave. And then later, when you see the guilt on yourself, he will stand there and laugh at you. But tonight, there's the cross, that provision that God has made for us. If fully we will carry, and I'm here, I'm not talking about hanging any ornament around your neck. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about those chains. I'm talking about you walking in faith and believing that a provision has been made. And you walking consciously, as you open your mouth, you declare that I'm carrying a cross. As the world system presents you with certain gains, let them know that you can have a fulfilled life outside this world system. The cross. Ambassadors, any of the tunes in the cross tonight? Shall we lift up any of the tunes in old rugged cross? Can we pick it up daily? And let's now be Christians who only on Sundays is when we have time for God. We think, we're thinking about God only on Sundays. But it's a daily thing, like I've told you. Enoch, 300 years. He wasn't bored. God has made a provision for us. 
if only you and I. And it's not on some day, but every day. And it will change our life. Our lives shall be conformed to the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we rise? Please. Yours may be suffering. A time may come that we need to go through suffering, but it's for a moment. Yes. Don't look at the fact that it is old, but the power that it carries. It is not because it is old, but there is power in that cross. For you, that power in that cross will take away your shame. Change all those misbehaviors, all those bad conduct, all those emotional problems, all those insults, all those envy, all those jealousy. Take them to the cross and then change it. Consciousness that I'm carrying my cross. When that decision moment comes, I am mindful of the cross. When that decision moment comes, the word will flow through. When that decision moment comes, I'll be reminded of a cross. And as I do so daily, the day will come when the exchange will happen. That exchange for the crown will come in a grand style. Don't be ashamed of the cross. Pick it up daily. Pick it up daily. You don't need money to buy any expensive jewelry as your cross. You don't need money to go and buy any expensive ornaments. All you need is your faith and your belief in the power of the cross. That's what you and I need. Father, we thank you for tonight. Cause each one of us here and at home. Cause each one of us to pick up our cross daily. Daily in every decision. Every step that we will take. Let each one of us young or old, learned or unlearned, male or female, child or adult, rich or poor, is the cross. Is the cross that God our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the provision that he has made. Fortunately, it doesn't take money to buy. So no one can say that I cannot afford it if only you and I will believe. If only you and I will believe and pick up your cross, it shall be well with us. Father, we thank you for tonight. May we all be reminded 
Every morning as we wake up, may we be reminded to take up our cross as we step out. Even between husband and wife, let's be reminded of the cross. Between us and our children, let's be reminded of the cross. Those in our household, let's be reminded of the cross. As we come out on the street, in the church, let's be reminded of our cross. For that is the victory we have in it. Father, we thank you for tonight. May your name be praised for this provision of the cross, this provision of the blood, and even your name. Father, we thank you. May your name be praised, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise and we give you all the honor in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.